has been presented to an AHL division champion annually since 1961-62. It is something for the Henderson Silver Knights to play for after a fantastic inaugural campaign. That, to me, is good news. Yeah, it's great. Imagine playing all year and not Mm -hmm. having any postseason. That would kind of leave an emptiness. Yeah. Part of that is is reality in the ju- some of the junior leagues. You just don't. There's not the the matter to have a, a championship in the, in the WHL. But if you have the option of having a playoff, why wouldn't you? Uh, I'm and, with you. And some of these uh, some of the divisions won't. Uh, I'm glad that the uh, that the the West or the Pacific uh, in this case in the American Hockey League are going to move forward. I'll be interested to see uh, uh, what format they they go with and and how they they determine it uh, and whether it's uh, back and forth or whether it's uh, I, don't, I don't know you could do a, like a three team series round robin kind of thing or something. But at least at least you're playing uh, beyond your season and there's going to be a trophy handed out. Listen, it would feel empty if there wasn't a postseason for a team from Southern Nevada in their inaugural season, right? I agree. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I look forward to uh, to making a, a run and giving the, the experience. That's also it, an experience uh, to, to go through some some of the grind uh, in, a, in a postseason in a professional hockey league. And, uh, the, look, the players have, have sacrificed a lot. Uh, we've got fans back in the building at Orleans Arena. Let's let's take it take it as far as we can and push it as far as we can uh, with with everybody being safe. Playoff format to be announced at a later date, but it looks like these Henderson Silver Knights will be a part of postseason play, and you know what? They've earned that. That was the good news of the day. Brought to you by Silver State Schools Credit Union, prioritizing people over profit. Kempe dishes in front. Another sliding. That's saved by Flurry. This time to his right. Because one hour isn't enough. We welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Here is a left wing opportunity. Lizada sliding. Pad save. Robin Leonard. What a stop. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at LBSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Coming off a 5-2 victory over the Colorado Avalanche in a game that extended the Golden Knights' lead for first place to six points over their rival. It is an impressive week for the Golden Knights. It's now on to Arizona for back-to-back games against the Coyotes for three games in four nights. They are rested. They are recovered to a certain point and recovering. And now we'll see how long and how far they can take this winning streak that has reached for the first time in franchise history. Double digits. Uh, Darren Millard along with Ryan Wallace, Chris Chapman inside the studio of Fox Sports uh, Las Vegas. Uh, Let's get into our rankings and our ratings uh, for last night and how we saw this uh, much-anticipated game, uh, a game that had just a rocket of a start with a Mm -hmm. goal 10 seconds in and then a pretty impressive finish in the third period. So I'm going... um, (sighs) 
this is a tough one for me because I, I don't know that the Golden Knights played a, a particularly good game. I, they, they did enough to win. They were opportunistic offensively. To me, they looked like a team that had a break in the schedule. They looked like a team that, as you and I talked about, Darren, uh, didn't really realize how tired they were until they allowed themselves an opportunity to get a break. Now, uh, that shouldn't necessarily go against them because the reality is they were still able to score you know, four goals with a goaltender in the net and uh, five goals total against Colorado when they didn't have their best stuff. So uh, in terms of this game for me, I, 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 I'm wobbling between finger paint and wine and paint, but the fact that you get five, the fact that it's a 10-game win streak, that leads me more in line with wine and paint because, hey, everybody, let's have some fun. I feel like I, I should have put a provision in the rankings uh, today that you can't be any lower than wine and paint. It's, it's either like total Bob Ross or wine and paint. But a game that had such significance and such influence on the race for the top seed and potentially uh, the number one position overall in the National Hockey League in the President's Trophy, uh, and you win, uh, you you can't criticize it any more than than going below wine and paint. But I but I didn't say that at the start, so it's wide open for Chris Chapman to take this thing anywhere. Well, I I, I think there's really only one way to approach this, and thanks oh, to no. our friend Jesse Granger for tweeting it out. Oh, when no. you do something that one of the greatest franchises in the history of our game, the Detroit Red Wings, have never done, mm-hmm. and that's a ten game winning streak. There's really only one place you can go. And that's a Bob Ross, because when you join that elite company in terms of winning streaks, and granted, it's not the longest winning streak in NHL history, and good chance it won't get to that point. But, wow. well, I mean, the odds at some point, the, the league is a lot better today than it was. It was a Montreal who has that longest winning streak. Uh, in the 70s, I think, right? <laughs> so, you brought it up, I, don't I, I you? Know, know, once I, again. I know. So, so oh. anyway, I'll, 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 I'll divert. But your, your, your best players stepped up for you. Max Pacioretty, Mark Stone, Marc-Andre Fleury played a really good game. I, I don't think he saw the second shot, so you, you can't hold that against him. The penalty kill was really good once again. Your power play unit, the combination we've seen once again with Shea Theodore, Max Pacioretty, Mark Stone, they combine again for a power play goal. It's a Bob Ross. I mean, it, it, it's got to be because of the, the historical aspect. And like Darren mentioned, you're one step closer to winning the, the, the title for, for most points in the league, the best record in the league. I mean, the number one overall seed in the West. That's what the goal is. And they they, they, they did it last night. They, they stepped up when they needed to. They got timely goals when they needed to. And like I said, they, they, they did something that the Detroit Red Wings have never done, and that's a 10-game winning streak. I'm going uh, wine and paint and because it was fun. It was exciting. <laughs> and they delivered on what they needed to do. Uh, the layoff, uh, I, it, it was a sluggish game for, for, for both teams at times. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, I was impressed with the resolve and the finish. That they didn't grind out a 2-1 game. They put five on the board. And that is what uh, what really uh, elevates this one to a whole lot of fun for me. Uh, fact check time, uh, 17 is the longest winning streak in the National Hockey League's history. Set by. Any guesses? Um, I'm going to say the Chicago Blackhawks. Oh, that's a good guess, actually. No. 
I, 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 I should you already have known said this. Montreal. No, and I know it's not Montreal. It, it's, okay. It's, I, it's in I my lifetime. It's in my lifetime. I know that. Well, yeah. It was the it, Pittsburgh Penguins. But you don't get to give the answer when you didn't know. <laughs> you don't get to try and be the know-it-all and give the answer when you didn't know. You brought it up. You didn't know. Uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins won 17 in a row in the 92-93 campaign. Uh, the interesting part about that is they didn't win the Stanley Cup that year. They were ousted by the uh, <laughs> the New York Islanders in a tough seven-game series. David Volek scored the overtime goal in that, and the New York Islanders ended up playing the Montreal Canadiens in the conference final. Uh, Ray, we were talking about this this week, Ray Ferrero and I, and he said that because uh, uh, we, we were having this conversation, and it loops back to Colorado and Vegas, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. I said, "Do you, if you're in one of those two dressing rooms, uh, you're sitting, uh, you're the Golden Knights. Do you do you want to face Colorado because you want to go through the best, or would you rather Colorado be knocked off and and face somebody else?" And, and he compared it to because he was on that '92 '93 New York Islanders team that beat the Pittsburgh Penguins, and he said there's the stories that he's heard from players on the Montreal Canadiens who watched David Volek's goal uh, go in behind Tom Barrasso uh, and were running up and down the hotel hallways cheering and and hooting and hollering because they didn't have to face the Pittsburgh Penguins anymore. Like, they, mm-hmm. they weren't on that collision course anymore with the Pittsburgh Penguins, that they had a lesser opponent in the eyes of the standings in the New York Islanders. Uh, he said that it was great. So it, he goes, it'd be nice for us as fans to watch Colorado and Vegas, but if you're Colorado or Vegas, you would rather face somebody else. And uh, that that's the, the athlete's interpretation of it. Uh, and that's how the longest winning streak in NHL history uh, didn't end up leading to a, a Stanley Cup champion for those Pittsburgh Penguins who were looking for three championships in a row that year. Pretty cool. Pittsburgh actually number one and number three on that list. They did it 20 years later in the 2012-2013 season where they won 15 straight. Mm-hmm. And what, you had the Montreal Canadiens? Yeah, I, I thought it was Because you were Montreal. just making stuff up. Yes, yes. Well, that's, exa- listen, that's I, exactly my, what you were doing. My, my rule of thumb is if I don't know, I'm going to err on the side of the Montreal Canadiens just, because, exactly. because, just because they, they've done it all, right? And, and, and it, really, it's not a terrible strategy, but you were just making stuff up The, the funny at thing that is, time. A, a, according to the list I'm looking at, Montreal not in the top mm-hmm. eight. There's, there's an evolution to Chapman jumping into the program like there's an evolution of a thought where it's chapman comes in with kind of a loose idea of what he expects the right answer to be yeah throws out a statistic that he actually doesn't know the the full answer on and then just kind of hopes that either you darren or or i will not question him on the legitimacy of the stat well and i figure if if i'm wrong then one of you two guys know the answer. So that's a terrible approach. <laughs> that's that's not. So then you then you're putting it all on us. And yeah, what if we? Of, of course, like, I can't put it all on me. Like I'll tell you, I I understand win streaks are are at like top of mind for everybody. But I I said I said the Chicago Blackhawks. Like I was way off there. Not super far off, but I was way off there. Here's the here's the thing about today's incident, and it is an incident. <laughs> <laughs> there was no reason for him to even go there. 
It's a 10-game winning streak. <laughs> BHAP, it's the longest winning streak in the season, this National Hockey League season. It's the longest winning streak in BGK history. There was no reason for even for him to even go with to uh, probably won't end up being the longest uh, in, in NHL all time. There was no reason to even go there. He he just happened to because he can't help himself. Took <laughs> went down that path and and created the the false fact. Now the cool sto- the cool aspect of that is if they were to break the record for most, now he's deflecting. It would be against Colorado. Not only that, but they would be able to do it this regular season. I believe Buffalo had a carryover of fifteen games. Uh, Don't try and save games. yourself. I already figured that out. They're at ten. The longest is seventeen. They can they can equal the 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 longest winning streak in NHL history with a win over Colorado, and they can break it against San Jose, which uh, would be the if, last game if, of the season. Thank you. Yes, because they have eight games left. And it would be pretty awesome for them to break that record against. Uh... Don't don't you don't get any credit in this because you were just throwing stuff out there. Can I pat myself on the back? No. The only reason we're having this conversation is because you made stuff up. Uh, longest undefeated streak in NHL history. A record that will not be broken. Mm. 35 games by the 1980 Philadelphia Flyers. Did not lose a game for 35 games. Wow. Ended up losing the Stanley Cup final that year to the New York Islanders. So the New York Islanders involved in having success against both the team that had the longest winning streak and then the longest undefeated streak. Bob Nystrom's overtime goal uh, in a six-game series victory over the Philadelphia Flyers uh, in, in 1980. Can you imagine going 35 games and not losing and you still don't win the darn trophy at the end? <laughs> like, that's almost heartbreaking uh, even if you don't care about the Philadelphia Flyers or not, that's uh, thirty. But that, of course, uh, I ties, feel like this ties. I feel back like then. this hits different for you. Like this cuts a bit. Well, yeah, I was a Flyers fan back then. <laughs> uh, I, I, I I know a lot about those Flyers teams. I cried in Darcy Thompson's basement uh, on Douglas Street in Brandon, Manitoba, when uh, when that puck went in. John Shannon produced that Stanley Cup final. I believe he was twelve. When he uh, when he produced that Stanley Cup final uh, uh, that year, he started very young. Uh, but um, so it kind of does. When when do we start talking about the record? Because you you kind of go well. You're halfway there. Minnesota and mm-hmm. uh, Minnesota had a pretty good run at it a couple of years ago. I think they got to 15, didn't they? Mr. List. Minnesota is not on the list. I believe you're thinking of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Oh, Columbus Blue Jackets, okay. Who have the second longest winning streak in NHL history. (laughs) At 15? Yes. No, 16. 16? Yes. That's, uh, like, it's hard to do. So when when, when can we legitimately start going, "Eh, longest winning streak, 17, they're within so many games. Do you have to get within five? Is it four? When when we should we should declare we should set the ground rules for for David Shane and uh, Ben Goats and, and Justin Emerson everybody uh, around that you can't start talking about the Golden Knights in comparison to the longest winning streak in NHL history until they get mm-hmm. to what number? So I'm going with 
So 17 would be against Colorado at home. 18 would be against San Jose final game of the season. I think you have to get past uh, the first game against St. Louis. So uh, you you've got to you've got to be right at 15 wins. Like really, you, you you win that game against St. Louis, that puts you at 15. Then you've got 16 and 17 um, in your sights. I I think that's where you got to be. You are a Scrooge. I'm giving them. They sweep Arizona this weekend. We can start no, tracking the all-time no. winning streak. They no. would be within oh, five. On. I I think uh, you start you start tracking it going into those those games uh, on on Monday. I'm gonna I'm gonna split the difference here, and I'm gonna go with the first game against the Wild because at that point you then get into the top ten of all-time win streaks, mm-hmm. and I think at that point it's fair to start talking. If if you get into the top ten, then the record is within reach. Granted, it's a tough grind, but I think once you get into that top 10, you're not that far away. So I think at that point, you can start discussing it. Can you tell us it's a tough grind again? It's a tough grind. Okay. Yes. Uh, I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm not going to say anything about the longest win streak in NHL history at all over the next two weeks because I don't want people telling me that somehow I impacted what happened in a game. Oh, if they lose, if if things go sideways tomorrow night, you, I'm I'm tweeting it out. Uh, (laughs) No, I didn't do anything. I didn't. This, this is not. This has nothing to do with me. This is all Chappie over here. Come on. Uh, The Golden Knights have eight games remaining, Mm -hmm. and they are six points up on the Colorado Avalanche. If they go four and four. Uh, that gives them a 12-point lead, and then, then you start playing catch-up from, from Colorado's side. Uh, Colorado makes up those points by going 6-3. and three. Uh, Colorado can go 6-3 and three in, their, in, their, in their final nine. So then you start doing the math. Okay, if, if the Golden Knights uh, end up going 5-3, and three, well, then, then Colorado has to go 7-2. Uh, and two. Five and 3 is very doable. For the Golden Knights, heck, they've just won ten in a row. So I'm mm. going to put put the put the number here. The Golden Knights have to go five and three in their final eight to win the West, and they and they take their chances uh, with Colorado. They play each other one more time, and that's a big swing game. That sure. uh, that game, but uh, I think they they need uh, ten points out of the uh, out of the final sixteen that are available. So any combination of 10 points, I think, gives them a really, really good shot at first overall. And anything else, you're you're taking your chances. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I mean, I, I think uh, ideally down the stretch you want to go a little bit better than, than, than 500. And, I mean, ideally for the Golden Knights, you just want to keep winning hockey games. You yep. want to keep refining your process. You want to keep moving the needle in terms of, of your, your complete 60-minute game as you get closer and closer to the playoffs. But, I, I mean, you've got two against Arizona. Arizona, it, they're still within striking distance of that final playoff spot, but kind of what we're seeing out of St. Louis right now, I think that that's fleeting at best. So uh, it'll be interesting to see these two games against the Arizona Coyotes, what pushback the Coyotes have and how the Golden Knights handle that. And then those those two games against Minnesota are huge. They're, they're huge, huge games. Um 
I I think the Golden Knights can certainly go five and three over over the remaining eight games. But and, it's a and, buzzsaw you know, of a schedule. It it is. It's tough, right? Like you've got the back to back against Arizona. You got two against Minnesota, and then you got a back to back with St. Louis, Colorado, and you finish up with San Jose. So I, I I'm with you. Like it's a tough schedule, but I think it's a schedule that that will really set the Golden Knights up to be at their peak come playoff time, and that's what's important to me. You run the table. Set the all-time winning streak in the National Hockey League. You Chris said it. Chapman, there it Chris is, Chapman Darren Millard. Chris there Chapman it is, Darren it Millard. Uh, only uh, actually, I think I heard Ryan bring it up on his post-game show last night. So in theory, he's actually nope. the one that brought it up. Nope, I did not talk about all-time winning streaks at all. I, I talked about the Golden Knights having a ten-game win streak and that being something that the Detroit Red Wings didn't do. But at no point in time did I pretend to know, A, who had the longest winning streak in NHL history, and at no point in time did I put the Golden Knights in that company. Are you okay if we if we start talking about the President's Trophy race? I, I mean, you absolutely can. I'm just saying. I, I, I'm not going to go out there and say anything that's, that's going to be misconstrued as a jinx to anybody. The, the Golden Knights are 48 games into the season. Uh-huh. Their winning percentage is 750. That's really easy to figure out. <laughs> the Golden Knights, through 48 games, win yes. three out of every four games. You will go a lifetime without that happening to your favorite team. That, yeah. that is just, if you're in a kids league or a men's league or something like that, you know what happens? You get bumped up to the other division because mm-hmm. you're too good. You get yep. you get moved into another league because you're too good. Seven fifty winning percentage is, uh, and and it's just the continuation of what's happened from year number one. Uh, but this is uh, this is staggering, and and so you can not only put up uh, uh, an, another banner from a division. You've got uh, two from the Pacific, and you can get, put throw up a, a West Division uh, regular season championship banner. But the President's Trophy for that goes to the best team during the regular season is also well within reach. The Golden Knights have a one-point lead over the Carolina Hurricanes and, at this point, a three-point cushion on the Florida Panthers. That is something else to shoot for, along with, can I just say it, longest winning streak in NHL history can happen before the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, There There it is again. I snub my nose at that, at those jinxes. Snub my nose. Turn my what nose is... up. Oh, okay, there we go. Got it. I thought you said right. you stubbed your nose, which no, is kind of weird. Yeah, that would be, that'd be strange. That would be like walking yeah. into a wall. Uh, we're going to yeah. take a break. When we come back, uh, one-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League. Uh, an announced retirement. Uh, one of the greatest to ever play the position is coming up uh, as we learn that to news today on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show. On to the near wing. Big shot, he scores! It's time for one-timers. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day. And it's a tie hockey game. On the VGK Insider Show. Start with a couple of goaltending notes for you. This one has uh, present-day implications. Uh, younger player. Uh, Carter Hart is out the rest of the regular season with a knee injury. Uh, hasn't played in about uh, a week and a half. Suffered through a disappointing campaign, although his record is only a couple of games below 500, 9, 11, and 5. 
500 points wise, I guess, uh, modern day mm-hmm. 500. Uh, yeah. Save percentage and average uh, are, are do reflect uh, that he's had a, a very off year. Do you think this is as much about the injury, or is it just let's just rinse this season for Carter Hart and come back better and and stronger next year? I think it's it's probably a bit of both, but I think it's it's time to let him step away from the game, let him step away from the season, and and try to hit that reset button to come back stronger next season. A Buffalo Sabres, St. Louis Blues, Vancouver Canucks, and Anaheim Ducks. That is what uh, the career of Ryan Miller looks like in the National Hockey League. 390 victories in 18 seasons, winningest U.S.-born goaltender in NHL history, and the next two weeks will be his last as a National Hockey League player as he announced that, uh, that this will be his final season as a National Hockey Leaguer. He's 40 years old, uh, just an incredible run, uh, Vezina Trophy winner. The only guy that's ever been named top goaltender in the NHL, the AHL, uh, the NCAA, and the uh, Olympic Games. And, uh, put those uh, put those on your mantle and acknowledge them. <laughs> yeah, it, it's interesting. I, I, I love Ryan Miller. I, I think he's one of those guys that – that just kind of battled his entire career. He's he's incredibly, incredibly gifted, talented goaltender. Uh, you remember his his years early on in Buffalo and just kind of how how good some of those Sabres teams were that that he played on. And and you know he's one of those guys that that just got the job done in, in big game situations. Ryan Miller was as good as it got, and uh, you know wish him nothing but the best. And uh, it's sad to see him go. Because it's it's riding off into the sunset without a Stanley Cup. What's your Ryan Miller moment? Uh, I don't I don't know that I have a moment. If, if yeah. I'm being honest, like I, I think maybe maybe the Olympics is is it. But for he was me, I just re- in Vancouver. Spectacular. Yeah. For but but the hard, like like the hard part about that is is the golden goal happens yeah. right. So like it's 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 so difficult to. To look back and say Ryan Miller was excellent, he was. But the the lasting image from those Olympics is the golden goal. It's Sidney Crosby. It's Canada celebrating, and and that's a tough one. And and I think that might be, in a nutshell, that might be it. Ryan Miller was fantastic every single time he played in a big game. But it just seemed like there was always something that uh, there, there was. It was it was a, an opposing force that was just a little bit stronger. I just remember him being a battler, man. Is he a Hall of Famer? I, you know, I, I think so. I'd like to think that he is. Uh, you, you are the winningest uh, goaltender, American-born goaltender in the NHL, and you've you've done a lot. You, you won a Vesna Trophy. I think that puts you kind of in the conversation for sure. Because at one point in your career, you were the best goaltender in the league. So, so is Jim um, Carrey. Listen, I, I understand. I'm going yes on Ryan Miller, yeah. and that you might know, just 390 be because I like wins. Him. It's close enough to 400, but really, I would. I, I he was hoping, really hoping he could get to 400, just yeah. like uh, like Mark Andre Fleury is uh, is chasing the 500 uh, win mark. He's he he's not going to get there, but uh, outstanding career, gear gear geek. 
He used to tear stuff apart, pads, into the foams, all that kind of stuff. Like, just <laughs> wild um, uh, with his with his equipment. So, Ryan Miller, at 40 years old, is retiring. Yarmir Yager is not. And the 49-year-old uh, is going to continue on. He says uh, he still has it in him, and he's going to continue to play in the uh, in the Czech League. I mean, are you surprised? I can't. Uh, I can't believe that we're talking about it, but we are talking about it. Uh, he says he he still has it in him. It's just about working hard and putting in in more effort. Uh, and he he was used to scoring a goal when he wanted to score one, and now he has to uh, really uh, uh, work at it. It's it's a shame. <laughs> That's funny. It's a shame to me that uh, that we're not being blessed with Yarmer Yager in the NHL right now at 49 years old. That's all I can say. Yeah, uh, makes me sad. <laughs> He's going to continue to play for Cladno, which I believe he <laughs> still owns. Like, uh, like, hey guys, I I used to love going out there and just scoring when I wanted to, but now I've got to work at it and I want to play even more. Ah, what a beauty. Uh, I said, I cannot quit. We have an outdoor game that's sold out. I know I have to be much better. I want to get much better to help my team. But I know for sure is that I will do anything possible to help my club. That that sounds like somebody who's 26 and going through a, a four-game scoring drought. Not, yeah, not yeah. a 49-year-old owner of the team who's, who's going to continue on and, and continue to play. Well, I have a question. Yes. Would Yager put himself on waivers? Uh, no, not a chance. Okay, there you go. No. No way, Jose. Uh, Adam Boquist is out for the season with a broken right wrist. The Chicago Blackhawks uh, making that announcement. Uh, Blackhawks, uh, we, how do you describe the Blackhawks season? Success, failure, or somewhere in the middle? Because they didn't you make know, the playoffs. I, yeah, it didn't make the playoffs, but again, kind of hung around that race for a lot longer than I think anybody gave them credit for. They did it the, the entire season without their captain and Jonathan Taves, and for a good majority of the season without Kirby Doc and going into the season with unproven goaltending. So I, I think kind of all, all things considered, this is a, a positive season for the Chicago Blackhawks and one that they can build on. NHL.com does their Super 16 power rankings. Mm-hmm. Number one, Vegas Golden Knights. And wow. the Golden Knights were voted number one uh, for consecutive weeks. They were ranked first by 13 of the voters. Uh, one voter had them at number two. I'm guessing that that was the Carolina Hurricanes voter. But uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. Uh, they're, they're, it's all uh, NHL.com uh, writers. Uh, nobody that uh, that works or writes uh, for a specific uh, team, so uh, we we want to make sure that that's uh, that's clear. But uh, yeah, uh, the Golden Knights number one in the NHL.com's Super 16. Rounding out the rankings are Carolina, Colorado, Tampa, and Washington. Florida is outside hmm. the top five of the Super 16. Is that a snub? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. Um, and I think it's a snub for a couple of reasons. One, the Florida Panthers are currently third in the league uh, overall. Uh, two, the Colorado Avalanche are not third in the league overall. And Colorado's on a, on a three-game losing streak right now. So I, I, don't, I don't quite understand it, but, uh, you know, that's Who would fodder you take for out? the... 
Who would I take out? I take, take out Colorado. Out? So Colorado comes in, out. Yeah, I put Florida in. And you put Florida in, which would give the Central Division three teams in the top five. Do you think the Central Division's that deep, that good? I think the top three teams in that division are very, very good. Hmm. And then everyone else. Like, I'm... listen, I, I think it, just in terms of, of Super 16, it, it's it's what they're doing right now. It's not necessarily, like, who we think is the best team. It's it's which team is going and operating and humming along right now. By that estimation, the, the Colorado Avalanche are not there. They're not it. The Henderson Silver Knights are going to participate in uh, a form of playoffs in the American Hockey League. Mm-hmm. Would you object if it was a, a round-robin format? Or would you like it to be a, a series and you're going with the tradition? And the reason why I throw it out there is, say, three teams, because like, uh, all the other divisions have decided not to play. Yeah. Uh, uh, the West, the Pacific Division in the American Hockey League has uh, uh, will go ahead with uh, a type of format. What if you have uh, a couple of teams that don't want to participate and... You have uh, you have an odd number, three or five. Could you do a round robin in the playoffs and get get away with it because it's uh, it's a strange year? Yeah, I I think you can. I, I think you can kind of do whatever you want, like whatever format you think makes the most sense is is one that you can go with right now. Simply because there's really no rules here. Like it's it's trying to to crown a division champion. It's not so much um, you know focused on on making sure it's it's one through one one versus four two versus three whatever type of bracket situation you want to put out there so yeah i think you could i think you could absolutely get away with a round robin maybe a round robin with the top two teams going to a best of three sure something something unique like like that but uh it uh i was i was going through a, a couple of things and just talked to a couple of uh people in and around the game today uh and I wondered if you could do if you could do a round robin. It's happened in the past where where teams have done that and leagues have done that, but just hasn't hasn't certainly taken uh, hold in a long time. Hey, congratulations to Quentin Byfield who did make his National Hockey League debut last night for the Los Angeles Kings, and uh, looking forward to seeing him play. I, I love that he got to make his debut in the in those white sweaters. Yeah, they're so good. Uh, it, listen, all I'm going to say is this. If I'm the LA Kings, I'm going back to the Gretzky era white, black, and silver jerseys. With just everything that they wore last night, that's what I'm going to. Third jersey, the reverse retro. There you go. There's your rebrand. That's the perfect situation you could ask for for Kings jerseys. They're and I'm going to wrap it up this way. Uh, the Golden Knights had their team picture today mm-hmm. at T-Mobile Arena. Uh, I, I like I don't remember seeing a team picture from last year because of uh, mm. of, of mm. COVID. Like, do you? Okay. No. I'll have to ask my uh, one of my bosses uh, about that. And then it got me wondering. I wonder if anybody had a team picture last year, other than the Tampa Bay Lightning after they won sure won the Stanley yeah. Cup. But I wonder how they how you do that if you go back like it's like something like Montreal. Now some teams do multiple <laughs> team pictures throughout the year. 
during a right. regular regular season for calendars or promotional material or things like that. Uh, they'll they'll do two or three of those uh, during during the course of a season, but a lot of clubs do it once uh, in near the back end uh, of the season, and and you that's your that's your team picture for the year, and you look in the the walls of the Montreal Canadiens uh, at. Uh, uh, their practice facility, and there's like team pictures forever. I, I wonder if, if some teams even got a team picture last year because of the uh, that wasn't on your on your mind when you came back from from uh, the pause. You were just trying right. to get ready and, and get into the bubble. The way that your brain works is fascinating because that's honestly something I would never have thought of. Ever, like a te- nobody did a team picture after the pause, because you didn't want anybody right. standing that close together. Right, exactly. I, I think you know what your next project is. What put together team pictures? Like you could Photoshop no, no, them. No, they're, no, they're, Find out. No, find out. Find out. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I will. I'll, uh, I'll try and have the answer for us uh, tomorrow, as we uh, look ahead to the. Vegas Golden Knights and the Arizona Coyotes in a big uh, two-game series in which Vegas will try to... Remember the last two games against Arizona? One was domination. Mm-hmm. The next one was feisty. wonder what we'll get yep. uh, this weekend with Arizona's season hanging in the balance. Those are your one-timers for this Thursday, April the on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Findlay Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Here's Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Hey, you know what uh, I got today? Delivered to my house? Oh, what? My Olympic identity and accreditation card for this summer's uh, Olympic Games in Tokyo. Oh, wow. That's another sign that uh, that it may be going ahead. I know Chapman says that they, they, they don't want it to happen. Uh... By and large, but I I think that it might go ahead. You we'll might sw- be one of the first people in the history of the world to go to Tokyo without actually ever going to Tokyo, because from what I'm reading, you are not going to see a lot of Tokyo. <laughs> but I'll be in Tokyo. Yes, yes. You your passport will say you're in Japan. However, it's like one of those situations where if you really leave the airport, are you ever really in that that place? But uh, I'm 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 hoping but I'm going to leave the airport. Jeez, but Chapman. I'm going to leave the airport. No, you know what I'm saying though, because Not really. the, the restrictions are going to be so tight. You're basically oh, yeah. going to be in. You're a not going to get to go out and right. enjoy. Yeah, enjoy Tokyo, being in Tokyo. Is yeah. which is what a shame because well, it's but an amazing. When you go city. to an Olympic Games, you don't really get to do that anyway. Yeah, you but don't. you probably have a, a little bit of free time to have at least a beer or something. No, not much. Well, I guess, but that's that's what the uh, accommodations, the village or whatever. Well, I don't know, even know where I'm staying. Uh, catching up with Chapman. Okay, a few different places I could have gone today. This Canelo Alvarez story, by the way, is fascinating, so I'll probably end up doing that one tomorrow. But uh, this is really cool, and it's very local. Wait, what, what happened? He negotiated a hostage release of his brother. <laughs> never, never, never mind, Chapman. <laughs> Just go. So, um, local story. Apparently, um, there have been multiple fossils and dinosaur bones and stuff that have been found in the Las Vegas Valley, right, which just makes sense. However, a couple in North Las Vegas, they live in in the neighborhood of Grand Teton and Buffalo, were just bought a house up there, uh, moved here from Washington State, and they were having a pool dug in their yard. However, when they woke up on Monday morning, police showed up at their house because during the excavation process, 
pool builders dug up a set of bones that were approximately four to five feet below the ground. Now, they belonged to a, a, a horse or an animal similar to a horse that was in the area some five to 6,000 years ago, possibly even up to 14,000 years ago. Uh, Joshua Bondi from the uh, Nevada Science Center visited the yard Tuesday to inspect, and he said that bones are quite old, between 6,000 and 14,000 years old. Um, so it's not running in the derby this weekend? No, definitely not. He said the large bones may belong to a horse or similar animal. The couple are trying to decide if they want to continue to see if there, there's more uh, to dig around in the area, more more bones possibly found. However, uh, the the police who showed up just said, just throw them away. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, why would the police be called? Because- uh, well, because I guess they have to make sure that they're not human bones, maybe. I, I, I don't know, but I, I would assume based on looking at the bones I've seen in the huh. picture, you would know. However, I'm sure there's probably... We did that. Um, PEI, uh, we found a bone in the in the water, and we weren't sure if it was human or animal, so we called the RCMP. They sent it away, and it was uh, from a cow. Now, if they want to determine how old the bones actually are, they, they would need to be carbon dated, but... Uh, Pretty cool. I mean, uh, it, it where do you be... go for that? To Kinkos or Staples? Yes, or... yes, probably. But uh, the discovery is not far from. I, I always don't know how to say. It. Is it Tule Springs Fossil Beds National Monument, which is, uh, I think that's here in Las Vegas. So uh, it, it's yes. really not far from there. It's kind of cool. I've I've never been well, there, but the, I, I hear the house things. is in in North Las Vegas. It can't be far from Tule Springs. Is it yeah. Tule or Tool? Yep. <laughs> Once again, he puts that on you. Wallace, and no, I'm, I'm, you look I'm, like the idiot because I, I, you don't no, no, know. No, I, I, I want the listeners to tweet at us. Tell me, is it, is it too then, little? Then, then you say, I'm, listeners, can you tweet at us? You don't say, is mm-hmm. it this or is it not? And, <laughs> and, and make make us look like we don't know what we're talking about. I'm I telling love you. this segment. Yeah. we uh, Longest winning streak in NHL history, 17 games. Vegas can break it if they run the table the rest of the way. Game number 11 tomorrow.